them, if you will, to Proverbs in chapter 3. Proverbs in chapter 3 this morning. And uh, we're looking forward to getting back in here. Our text verse for the series is verses 1 through 10. 1 through 10. And then uh, today we'll be looking at verses 3 through 4. I think I mentioned 2 through 3 earlier. And we'll have to correct it, won't we, Bailey? All right, so Proverbs chapter 3, verses 1 through 10. Uh, if you're willing and able to this morning, let's stand as we honor the reading of the Word of God. The Bible says in verse 1 of chapter 3, it says, My son, forget not my law, but let thine heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel and marrow to thy bone. Honor the Lord with thy substance with the first fruits of all thine increase. So shall thy barns be filled with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out with new wine. Father, thank you again for the opportunity and time to be here this morning. We pray that you'd bless this service and this time together one with another. We give you all the glory, praise, and honor. And we love you today, and we exalt the name of our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, in whose name we ask these things. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for staying and please be seated. I know it's cold in here, guys, but we're going to continue to dig in and, and uh, get through this part two of having a fruitful life of contentment. So God has given us a promise through his word, and we saw that last week. Uh, he's given us a promise of having a fruitful life. And you've got to ask yourself, do you want your life to be fruitful? Do you want your life to have a sense of joy? Do you want your life to have a sense of of fulfillment. And I think one of the things that we looked at, and I guess I talked about this a little bit more than I expected to last week, is that we, we talked about complacency and the danger of complacency in our life. It is very easy to get on cruise control in our life. It's very easy to get on uh, the mundane, uh, repeating uh, hamster wheel, if you will, every single day. And we just, we just end up saying, you know what? This is life. This is what life is going to be. This is what life is. And I'm just going to write out the rest of my days on this earth, and I'm going to stick to this life. This is how, how and where I am. That is not contentment, my friend. That is complacency. And that is an enemy of contentment. And that is an enemy of a fruitful life. So we have to ask ourselves, do you want a sense of joy, a sense of fulfillment in your life? Because I believe in all of my heart that inside each and every one of us, we have a desire to leave a legacy. We have a desire to have an effect on those around us, to have a sense of contentment in our life that is built and based on fruitfulness that we have received. So, beloved, simply put, we all have a desire to be fruitful in our days. In order to be fruitful, uh, in order for us to reach out beyond our own expectations, we're going to have to depend on God. We are going to have to put our, place our faith in Him and on Him, even when it does not make sense. And probably, I'm going to say that our faith in God, our trust, our dependence in the Lord is more prevalent in our life when it doesn't make sense to us. It's not a blind leap of faith. It never has been. But even if we don't understand things, if we just do that which the Word of God has instructed us, that's where we find the fruitfulness coming to our life. And again, you may be sitting here today. You may be asking yourself, how can my life make a difference? How can I have any lasting value in this life? And the truth of the matter is this, is that everyone has value. Everyone has are special in the eyes of God. No one, and I say no one in this life today. I said this last week, I say it again. No one is without significance in the eyes of our Creator. So, the deciding factors of making a difference 
in the amount of the impact on those that are around us and those that are with us. There's one main factor, and that is the truth. That is the truth, guys. Winston Churchill said men occasionally stumble over the truth, but most of them pick themselves up and hurry off as if nothing had happened. That may, uh, that may be a common response to truth, but it places those who respond truly on the road of tragedy and destruction. He says there's no way to love and follow God without loving and following truth. The two cannot be separated. So guys, last week we looked at treasuring the law of God. Treasuring the law of God. We saw that in verses 1 and 2. We want to treasure the law of God in our heart, God's words, God's instructions. Truth is a prerequisite to treasuring. We need to understand that today. One of which so many of us in our days will overlook every single moment. We'll cast it off without ever giving it a chance for our hearts to consider what God is really saying to us, what God is really directing to them in our life and our days. And, and herein lies one of the greatest discrepancies within mankind. Most people would rather believe a lie than hold to the truth. One of the reasons is they feel as if God simply doesn't want to speak to them, that he doesn't want to touch them into their heart, that he doesn't want to bring his truth into their days. And, and, and most people believe that God doesn't want to make time for them as if, as if he has no desire to have a relationship with his creation. And that could not be further from the truth. So where this ideology comes from, I, I honestly do not know, but but I do believe that it has, it's been a root cause of many denying the Word of God. Souls will fail in treasuring the Word of God or treasuring God's Word in their life because they reject the sole authority, the purity, the preservation, the perfection of the Word of God because they lean on their own understandings. Oh, a better translation would be this. A better word would be such and such. All of that, my friend, removes the Bible, God's Word, as a sole authority in a person's life. So, again, I've used the word multiple times, and that is our point today. We first looked at the treasuring the law of God in our life. Secondly, when we look to have a fruitful life filled with contentment, we need to understand the truth of God's Word. Look in verses 3 and 4 in our text this morning. The Bible says, Let not mercy and truth forsake thee, bind them about thy neck, write them upon the table of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. So, beloved, once a soul acknowledges God's word as a truth, then they are no longer ignorant to God's word. And many will simply cast off the Bible as truth because they're afraid when they do that they will be accountable for what it says. And here's the newsflash on that. You're accountable to every drop that is in the Word of God, whether you know it or not. Every word, every jot, every tittle, in all 66 books of the preserved, purified Word of God, you are going to be held accountable to, whether you've read it or taken the time or not. And that is what the key is today. We need to understand that. Our belief and our opinions do not invalidate the truth of God's Word. The Apostle Paul said this, and by inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he says, well, we can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. We can do nothing against the truth, but for the truth. Truth is not reliant upon us for its power, but it's quite the opposite. Jesus Christ said, uh, Jesus saith unto them, I am the way, the truth, the life, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. He also tells us in John 17, 17, sanctify them through thy truth, and he says, thy word is truth, as he was speaking unto the Father. Jesus Christ is truth. The Word of God is truth. And what does that mean to us? 
Well, in the opening text of the book of John, uh, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning uh, with God. All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made. Uh, in, 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 in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. Verse 14 says, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. We beheld His glory. The glory is the only begotten of the Father, full of grace, and what's that last word? And truth. To deny the Word of God, is to deny Jesus Christ. And I'm going to tell you this. To deny the inspiration, preservation, purification, and perfection of the Word of God that is sat before me is to deny Jesus Christ. Verse 3 tells us, says, let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Beloved, it is within truth. It is within truth that we find freedom. We find freedom. Then said Jesus to those Jews which believed on him, If ye continue in my word, uh, then are ye my disciples indeed, and ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. We see this, uh, we see by, this is a nugget of scripture, by the way. We, we, you know, we can leave off mercy. We can let mercy rest in the corner and live a life in the manner that we choose. We can, also, uh, we can also allow truth to stand outside the door. We can live a life away from mercy and truth, but we cannot live a fruitful life. Not a life of tender mercy and full of contentment away from truth and mercy. You cannot do it. You cannot have a fruitful life of contentment without mercy and truth being bonded within them. So the truth brings freedom in our life. It also fortifies our life. The Bible says bind them. They're fortified in our life. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the table of thine heart. Our lives can be fortified by the truth, especially, guys, or established, if you will, with integrity. And when the truth of the Word of God is written upon the table of our hearts, we begin to, to judge all that we do and we say and to measure it by the Holy Scripture. In short terms, guys, it, it, it must be real. It must be something written upon the table of your heart. Uh, it must be something that dictates your day and justifies your action, that it builds a guard around your soul and filters the thoughts and the intents. That's what it should be. G. Campbell Morgan once told the story in his book on preaching. He said, there's a tale told by the great English actor McCready, an eminent preacher, once said to him, I wish you would explain to me something. Well, what is it? I don't know what I can explain to anything to a preacher. He says, what is the difference between you and me? You are appearing before crowds night after night with fiction, and the crowds come wherever you go. I am preaching the essential and unchangeable truth, and I am not getting any crowd at all. McCready replied, this is quite simple. I can tell you the difference between us. I present my fiction as though it was truth. You present your truth as though it was fiction. And that's a lot of truth there, is there not? But how true is that statement from a, from a man who spent his life playing the roles of others and was able to tell that preacher a presented truth or to present a truth as though it was what it is and truly be fiction. And yet our lives, guys, our lives many a times are viewed as a theater and the audience is the world. And we need to understand that what we do, what we say, where we go, how we act, how we live, we are on show no matter where we are. You were on. You were switched on. Wherever you are, that's where you, that's what's going on. You are a presentation. It doesn't mean you're an actor. 
It doesn't mean that you're presenting a fiction as truth, but you are presenting the truth as truth in this world today because this word must be bound about our neck. It must be written upon the table of our heart. It must be seen and known amongst those that are in our life today. And my friend, that's how the life is going to be lived with contentment, not complacency. Not just writing out the last days of my life on cruise control and just do whatever I... That's not how God intended us to live. Truth of Scripture, when written upon the table of our hearts, not only brings fruit into our lives, but you know what it brings? It brings favor with God and man. Favor with God and man. Look at verse 4 there in our text. We're nearly finished. The Bible says, So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God. And man, before you think this is, uh, the, before you think this, it's not referring to a popularity contest. It's not referring to the fact that you're going to have more followers, more friends, more likes on all the social medias and all that. That's not what it is. But there's a level of favor. Many times, even within the circles of those who dislike you, that the Lord allows it to happen when we stand on truth, that there's good understanding and there's favor. They may not like you. They may not love you. They may not care for you. But in reality, it's the like they, they may not like or love or care for the God that you serve, but you'll find favor among them. You'll find understanding among them. You'll find respect. Beloved, the Bible gives us assurance when a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. You want a life of fruitfulness? You want a life filled with fruitful fruitfulness? You want a life filled with contentment today? My friend, you're going to have to understand that what God has done for us, he will continue to do in the days that he's given us. We are instructed to bind his word about our necks. We are instructed to write them upon the table of our hearts. and We are instructed to allow freedom of the word of God uh, to fortify our lives, resulting in finding favor with God and man. And the one part of having a fruitful life of contentment is going to be bound in those three elements. Everyone wants to leave an impact. No doubt in my mind. Everyone wants to have a life that matters. One that counts in the days we live in this earth. And beloved, everyone is significant in the eyes of God. No matter who they are, a fruitful life contentment is contributed nearly entirely not to the fruitful bearer, but rather the seeds that are planted. A number of years ago, the AP released a study done by an agricultural school in Iowa. And it reported that the production of 100 bushels of corn from one acre of land, and in addition to how many hours the farmer's labor required, 4 million pounds of water, 68 pounds of oxygen, 52 pounds of carbon, 160 pounds of nitrogen, 125 pounds of potassium, 75 pounds of yellow sulfur, and other elements too numerous to list. And in addition to these things, which no man can produce, rain and sunshine at the right time are critical. It was estimated that only 5% of the produce of, that, of a farm can be attributed to the effects of man. And if we're honest today, we would have to admit the same is truth in our life. All of those elements had to come together. Every bit of those things man had to work and man had to labor to. But at the end of the day, only 5% of that which was produced on that farm can be laid at the feet of mankind. And that's the way we live today. How do we live? We understand that the word of God is truth. We write it upon the table of our heart. We bind it about our neck so that it brings freedom into our life, that it fortifies our days. And consequently, we find favor, good understanding, to 
between God and man. We bow your heads. Father, thank you again for the opportunity and time to be here this morning. We pray now that you continue to watch over us. Please give us guidance, grace, mercy, Lord. Forgive us where we have failed you. And I pray that you take this word, write it upon our heart today, and let us, Father, not only find favor in the sight of God and man, understanding in the sight of God and man, but, Lord, that these words would fortify our life, that we may find freedom in the midst of a fruitful life filled with contentment. In Jesus Christ's name we ask. Amen.